Of course, TJ wasn't going to let a world championship happen without a hall brawl. We should have known. Plus, Jordan's deal gets exposed. Emily gets to swim one more time. Troy and Casey can't catch a break. Sarah has to pick between her besties. TJ saves his tricks for the end. And Aussie on Aussie crime comes to its logical conclusion. It's the Challenge World Championships Episode 11 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very much for being here with me today on this Wednesday morning slash midday to discuss World Championships episode number 11, the penultimate episode, the final elimination, except until there's probably some sort of elimination in the final. But you know what I'm saying. Episode 11, we're here. We've come to the end. And we now, by the end of this very episode, know the four teams that will be in the final competing for the title of first ever and possibly only ever. We'll get to that world champion of the challenge. Big, big stakes, big, big stuff. Lots to discuss. A very, I, I thought a very good episode, an episode I liked a lot. So plenty to get to quick programming reminders before we do. A couple days ago on Monday, put out the USA 2 cast reactions, the, you know, initial impulse reactions that, yes, are coming about a month-ish after we actually learned the cast, so maybe I thought about it for a little bit there, but USA 2 cast reactions pod is out. Go watch or listen to that if you have not already. Let me know what you think about that cast that I had very mixed opinions on and kind of had mixed opinions going into that season now already. Next, this Friday, if you want more World Championships coverage, it won't actually be on Friday. It'll be recorded Friday out sometime Saturday or Sunday, but I will be joining the good people over at Challenge Fandom Podcast. You know them, you love them, you probably listen to them. And if you don't, you should, and you definitely should this weekend because I'll be joining Rick, Karina, Tony, the whole gang over there to discuss this episode and really the whole season of World Championships. So if you want more World Championships coverage, head on over there and get to that. Also this weekend, of course, Survivor, no longer Survivor Saturday, Survivor Saturday, Sunday, weekend, whatever it may be, but Survivor coverage with my good friend Paige over on Most Likely 2 Podcast, so we will be covering that there as well. A lot of me coming at you this week if you want to go find it on those other wonderful podcast platforms. And then, of course, next week, we'll be back. World Championships recap of Episode 12 of the final. We will then wait an, another week to do a full-blown season recap, kind of assess how this entire project of the World Championships and the spinoffs and everything worked, that whole thing. So we've got two more weeks after this of looking at and talking about the World Championships, which hopefully will be enough time for there to be some sort of announcement, if not trailer, if not imminent premiere date for All-Stars 4, and we'll be able to just roll right into covering that probably, hopefully, Praying for wonderful season of All-Stars 4. So that's what's coming up. As for today, our typical storylines, awards, power rankings, and predictions headed into the finals. Let's dive in. Challenge World Championships, Episode 11. Here we go. We are going to do the storylines, old school, traditional, segment by segment. Because finally, for the first out of, I think, like three episodes now, we actually have 
things kind of worth talking about from the initial house segment that at least lasts more than like two minutes before they get right to the daily challenge. So there's things to talk about. We'll go segment by segment with the storylines here, starting with that house segment. Two things to discuss with that. The first one, we get kind of the... It's certainly not the end of it because they are still here at the end of the episode and into the final. I'm sure we will have more, but a little bit of a conclusion or kind of putting a bow on the Kaz Jordan relationship and partnership that is not so much a partnership, but is a little bit more a dictatorship by one. We've seen Kaz over the last couple of weeks start to voice her opinion and let it be known that like, hey, like. I don't like just being steamrolled like this by my partner, my partner making all the decisions. She's made those things known, but Jordan has still just made all the decisions with her or without her, whichever she prefers, which isn't an actual preference in the end. If you're not given a real choice, she goes to him again. This episode says, you know, flat out, I do not feel like an equal in this partnership. Let's him know that, you know, it's patronizing, it's condescending, it's this, that's the other. It's not a good feeling. It's not a good place to be. It's not how I envisioned having a partner in this game. He does apologize. Um, so that that has to be started with. He, you know, takes it on the chin. He is understanding. He apologizes. He says, you know, he knows he is patronizing and he apologizes for that. He's just not skilled enough yet to not do that, which is you know, at least we're, you got to give him the credit for saying sorry and for being self-aware. That's a positive step. That is different from a Jordan we have seen in the past, certainly. But him doing this and making his partner feel this way is also slightly different from the Jordan of not ride or dies Jordan, because we all know how that went with the non-ride or die partner in Anissa. But the previous to that, the little kind of Jordan redemption of not being that way necessarily to partners or alliance members in the game or love interests in the game and whatnot. And it's been an up and down road. And so it feels like this is both a step forward for him, but also a little bit of a reversion of like the big part of it's still there. There's an awareness, there's a willingness to apologize and understand and empathize with the person that you are maybe being condescending towards or not treating exactly the way that you would hope you would look back on and say, that's not how I should treat you. So there's at least something there, but he's going to be a dick to her in the finals. We just know in, in not like he's not a directly trying, as he says, he's not trying to be a dick. It's just, he's just so overly competitive and so good at everything. Um, even though he does make that one mistake, she gets that moment that she can kind of use. And I think that actually is a big reason why he's maybe more receptive to this conversation. Cause they have the moment last episode where he, or two episodes ago, whichever episode that was where he makes the big mistake that costs them. And she can be like, look, now, like, no one's perfect, so stop asking me to be perfect. So I think that had a lot to do with his willingness to accept this criticism and apologize for it and be aware of it. But it's going to be like this in the final. And uh, at least he'll know why that she's mad and future partners possibly are mad. At least he knows why now. So that's that's that. Good on her for speaking her mind. I love Kaz so much. She was a favorite of mine on the UK mini season, if you will. She, I've really enjoyed her here in the in limited role, limited screen time, more or less this season. Really, really love Kaz. And just got to say, Theo, what are you doing? The, I, I'm saying this, believing I think Theo is single. Um, and I think Kaz is then still single, at least during filming, it seems like they certainly are. 
what are you doing, man? Go get her back. This woman's amazing. I love Kaz so much. Theo, I, I like you a lot too. Go get her. What are you doing? She's right there. Um, at least I love seeing that the two of them can be, you know, friendly, friendly and coexist in what seems like an actual healthy friendship post relationship, which is maybe a little more than you can say for other attempted friendship post relationships that I have questions about within this house and other challenge houses. So that's Kaz and Jordan. They kind of tie a bow and like, we're going to be a team now. We're going to try a little better to be a team and communicate. Sarah, on the other hand, Sarah's calling home. She's been a great teammate and Alliance member basically the whole season. She's calling home though. She's missing home. She's talks to her dad or talks to her kid, her, or her dad, her father, her <laughs> she does not talk to her dad or father, who is the same person. She talks to the father of her child, which would be her husband. That is the word I'm trying to use there. Talks to him. He, We get a little kind of mini jab of like, he says it kind of playfully. There's a chuckle, but you can tell there's also a little bit of a seriousness and sincerity of like, uh, just off there, you know, like partying, having a great time. We're here, you know, we're kind of missing you a little bit. She mentions, you know, my kids smile gets a little less every with every call that I get home. It's like, man, you're still there. You're still not coming home. It's way in honor. And it's a big reminder for all of us. Um, and I think a, a better reminder in seasons past, we learned, we always hear about people there who have children. We hear about it all the time. The Corey Wharton effect, right? Always got to look at the photos, always got to everything. And I'm, I'm not saying anything negative about that, but sometimes because it's so much, or maybe mentioned so often, we're desensitized a little bit to the fact that like, yeah, this is for real, really, really difficult for people, anyone coming into this house and being disconnected from loved ones, friends, their life, career, whatever. But especially when you add the child element into it, this is really freaking hard on people to miss that time with their kids, to be away, to have limited contact. And it's it's this was a kind of a nice reminder of that sacrifice that these people are making. And thankfully for her, She's got a, a friend in the game who's making that same sacrifice and is able to mentally, you know, be in an okay spot with it and give her the pep talk she needs. And that is Danny. What a guy. What a guy. We've loved Danny since the moment he stepped into the screen in Survivor. And we just, every week, it's like we have more reasons to love this man. He's amazing. He is the best Alliance member friend in the house that you could possibly be in this moment of like, I'm going to empathize with you. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but ultimately I'm going to tell you that you're a badass. And also we're, it's only like another four or five days. Like we're, we're right there at the end. So this, I, I understand why the feelings would grow and grow and grow, but we've made it this far. Like, don't you dare even think about quitting or something that would be, that would be silly and you'd regret it. So gives her the pep talk loves it and we learned that uh her and danny who definitely in challenge usa like it wasn't like they were like the best of friends by any means they eventually worked together slowly but surely but they didn't really always want to they were slightly on different sides of things at different points in usa and it felt like danny was kind of on new you know they both come from the survivor world and kind of knew her reputation within the survivor world and maybe within the fan world and everything and so it was a slow build to the fact that when they end up winning together they could look at each other and be like we're friends we're good and then that turned into a real friendship outside the game finding out that you know they're talking to each other every day text call whatever it is talking workouts preparation getting ready wanting to represent their season really well in the world championships so they're tight and that would come into danny's advantage thankfully later in this episode but before we can get to that we've got to talk the daily challenge Daily challenge is next, and I'm just going to come out and say it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. 
Uh, I thought it was kind of a dumb game. And the reason I didn't like it is that yet again, and this seems to be a theme, we will talk about this on the full season recap, but uh, the Cliff Notes version is going to come here of what I'll probably say a little, look back and make sure this is true. But there's just been too many dailies this season where it's a lot of luck involved, a lot of like, you don't actually get to, you're not in control of your own fate. For instance, here, you know, like Troy and Casey, they can't catch a break. They're just out instantly because they they very well may be in second place. Like Troy gets to the ladder right tied with Jordan. They're there first, but Emily pulling yes is quicker than Casey, which is no shade to Casey. Like it's just another they let Emily swim and it was very impressive. Yes, yes, fi- has found his way the third or fourth time they've got to do this of like, how do I hold on to you but let you still like fully swim motion, not hurt me, slow you down, anything like that. And Emily, yes, just do the knots faster. And boom, because they might be in second place out of five, Troy and Casey are out before they can actually like prove what, what how they deserve to do in this thing. And I want the challenge to be where someone wins and loses on their own merit. Also, I just love Troy. I was a little bit pissed about that, a little salty. So that's part of it. But on the flip side of that, then, there's no safety for then, you know, Emily and yes, it's like, boom, they uh, they get the first person out. And then by the design of the game, okay, now you just have to stand there and hope that the next two teams who get to drop someone don't drop you, but you're in first place. Why would they not drop you? Which, yeah, you could say, like, that's strategy. You got to, like, be thinking through. But it's like, I don't know, because then you could just be Troy and Casey and could be in second and you're out. Um, So, like, you got to. But now, yes, and Emily, it's like they get dropped. And, yeah, so I just don't. I I, alt- I like the idea of like do a little swim, climb a ladder, do some puzzles, do some math. Like that's a nice little mixture. I like that. I just don't like why couldn't this just been for time? First to get done, you don't drop anyone, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I think that would have made it a lot better. Jordan does honor his deal though. That's the big kind of thing coming out of the daily challenge. He kind of honors his deal. And I guess I shouldn't say kind of. He does. Um, I think it was just one of those where He's made a lot more deals in this game than Yes and Emily ever have. Certainly Emily and even Yes as well. The guy, you know, there wasn't a lot of deal making back in his the early couple seasons he did. And then on the All-Stars world, he's been the kind of kumbaya. I'm just going to be everyone's friend and hope that no one then throws me in. So not a lot of deal making experience between those two. And when Jordan, there is. And so he knows he made a very specific deal. He did not say he would help them win. He said, I will not win. I will make sure I don't win so that guaranteed it's not like my your fate is now in my hands because you've done me a solid and I don't want to like put myself in the position to possibly go against that. So he does fully honor the deal. They just maybe thought as part of that, like it doesn't mean that you're gunning for us and you're going to get us out. So he takes out Yas and Emily. But then I was a little bit shocked after that of like he actually does stop and allows someone else to win. And I thought that was a huge risk because he lets – Sarah win and that puts things kind of up in the air a little bit and also just had me saying like just fuck them over just win just win save Tori and Danny have some real drama be a dick in the fun way like that's the fun way in this game to be like an asshole is like yeah uh, a little bit of a backstab a little bit of a deal that I didn't go through with it wasn't even with the one of my main alliance members my main partner like it's not going to hurt you in future games almost certainly so do that. That's way more fun. Then you're safe. You save Tori and Danny. 
and you let the other two teams, one of them, figure it out. And maybe, you know, you go to Casey as your friend and be like, which of these two do you want to face? Sarah and Theo or Emily and yes, you pick. I'll give you whoever you want or they'll vote for whoever you want, whatever. But he doesn't. He sits out. Him and Kaz just annoyingly sit there and do the math for Sarah and Theo, get them the win. And he puts it in Sarah's hands. And again, I'll just re- recap again. Maybe drop her instead originally. I if, if I'm Jordan and Kaz, like that's what I'm doing. I'm dropping Sarah and Theo. Let Emily and Yes then get dropped by Tori and Danny. Like if you if Emily and Yes have dropped someone, if you, Jordan and Kaz, are next up, you drop Sarah and Theo, it then becomes Tori and Danny versus Yes or yeah, I don't even know. I'm confusing myself here, but I feel like then Tori and Danny are the next ones and they get to drop Emily and Yes instead of you know Jordan and Kaz. It's one-on-one between them. You can let Tori and Danny win. You can win yourself at that point. Either way, that I, I feel like that's what they should have done. But it ultimately works out. It works out just fine for him in the end. But he does honor his deal, so that's good. He's kind of made up with his partner, so that's good. So things are looking, looking up for Jordan at this point. Back to the house we head for the deliberation that goes pretty quickly to the stalemate everyone pretty much agrees to the stalemate quickly and i thought there would be a little more to it than this we start with jordan filling in tori on his deal making she's a bit confused a bit pissed off not that much pissed off she's i feel like she's just ready for this at this point whether she would say that out loud i think subconsciously she just knows in the back of her head somewhere like yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, constantly deal with uh, the the confusing moments coming from this man that I'm supposedly lockstep aligned with in, in all kinds of ways. Um, he says late they have a second conversation where Jordan says, quote, every game we play together, I have to do something that I don't want to do that ultimately benefits you, which I'm not going to go back through the history right now. Maybe I'll do it for the season recap, but. This smells a little bit like a half-truth. It's definitely happened before, certainly. Like, he's looked out for her in some instances. But if there's either side of this where I'd be like, that person is 100% looked out for you, it's Tori to Jordan, not Jordan to Tori. He called her a terrorist last season. I said I wouldn't mention it anymore because I mentioned it in almost every episode at the beginning of the season and all the way through the end of last season. But he did. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this stands up under further scrutiny, reviewing the history books, but I'll maybe do that at a later moment. I know it doesn't, it's not 100% accurate, whether it's 90% or 50% or whatnot. We're going to have to, we're going to have to deliberate at a later point in time. She may be a bit upset, which she should be. Um, again, he called you a terrorist last season, anyways, but she is still blinded either by love or loyalty or something because she's okay and seemingly maybe there was more conversation we don't see there almost certainly was but the way we see it is it's pretty quick of like all right i'm pissed about that i don't think we should do that but we get to the deliberation table and it's sure we'll all stalemate everyone will do which you should absolutely not do tori and danny shouldn't be doing this if i'm tori just tell him fuck yes and emily I don't care that you made a little deal with them. You got what you needed out of the deal. Let's fuck them over. It's three of us voting. It should be you and me voting against the third person, whoever that is, whatever deal you have with them. And also, yeah, you made a deal with them and you could go to them and be like, I'm a bad person. I'm going to go back on our deal. But it's because 
obviously it's me, Tori, or you, and you know that you probably should have known no matter what deal you were making with me, it wasn't going to supersede what I've got with Tori. And that's that. Whether they buy that, whether they get super pissed to you or don't get super pissed to you, it doesn't matter. That's what, if I'm Tori, I'm being like, Jordan, this is absolute bullshit. It's now or never. Put it out there and be like, it's it's us against them, and we supersede whatever deal you had with them, and fucking vote them in. Don't put this up to chance, because I think Tori and Danny, as we see between Danny and Sarah, there is a little bit of like, it could happen. Like, you could be the ones voted in. They're just leaving this way up to chance, and they don't need to, and so that's what I think those two should have done. But they stalemate it. They put it on Sarah and Theo, and I don't know. Is there a conversation between Sarah and Theo that we also didn't see? There's so much. It's always just like, what did we not see before I actually get to my real opinions and try to think of what really all happened? Because is Theo riding hard for Kaz in this scenario or not? And if he is, I assume he, he at least is sharing the opinion of like, I would like, if I had my choice, we would save Kaz and Jordan because me and Kaz are buddies again. Um, but how hard is he going for that? And does this, because it seems like it comes down to like Sarah, you're picking between Emily and Danny. One of those two teams is going in and like Jordan and Kaz are somehow off limits, which to me, not knowing what, what actually went down, I'm thinking like Sarah might be willing in the past is kind of strong armed a little of like, no, Theo, like all of my relationships come before whatever relationships you got. Mine are stronger than yours with Kaz, whatever. So is, did they both at some point just say like, the fair way to do this as partners is we each get to save one. And Theo's like, and I'm obviously the, you know, the one team I want to save. So like I get to save one of my friends. You also get to save one of your friends, but it means because you got two friends in this three person scenario, you've got to pick one to not save. Is that what happened? I don't know. I would love to know if it is. Um, but either way it comes, it's on Sarah. It's on Sarah. And she basically asks Danny if it's okay for her to throw him in. She goes to him. She says how hard the decision is. He thankfully stays like calm, collected about it. Uh, but that moment very much feels like Dan Sarah feeling Danny out a little bit of like, let me off the hook by saying, Sarah, it's okay. I'll go in. Fuck it. Like, I'll go in. Like, that's what she's looking for at that moment. And Danny, smartly, does not do that, is like, come on. We won together. We spent off season prepping, working out together, planning the whole thing. That's season long, like year, real time, year long, year and a half long, whatever it's been. We go back a lot further. We have a lot stronger bond than whatever you've got in three to four weeks with Emily. Like, come on. He doesn't quite say that, but his response is basically kind of saying that to her. She, without saying it, saying to him, is it okay if I throw you in? And he, without saying it back, is responding with, fuck no. We are way more ride or die than you and Emily are. This is bullshit. Don't even ask. Don't why are you even asking this. That that was the real conversation that was happening underneath the more polite, respectful, friendly conversation that went down between the two. So she ultimately decides that's correct. She's got to go with Emily. They go in the bathroom. They have a little talk, a little cry. And this is where maybe, maybe this is veteran savvy by Sarah. Maybe it's equal rookie moved by both of them. I don't know whether they wanted this conversation to be heard or not, but it's not just going behind a closed door, ladies, a closed bathroom door. Yes, the camera can't go in there. It's the one place in the house. Like if you close the bathroom door, the camera is not, we're not opening the bathroom door. It's not okay. It's not allowed. 
But if you leave your mics on, we can sit right outside the bathroom door with the camera and we can play your audio and just, you know, not have a visual other than just the bathroom door. They don't take the mics off. You got to take the mics off. It feels more like a little rookie mistake uh, than anything. But thankfully they didn't because like it's a conversation we needed to have. And it's it kind of it actually in a weird way, I felt a little nostalgic for old days of the challenge where there would be a lot more like. We can't actually got we don't have visual on them, but we still got audio, so we'll just show you visual of like the trees where they're back out in there, or the bathroom door where they're in there, or whatever. And I I felt a little a little bit of nostalgia for some older moments and seasons that had things like that. So she's decided it's gonna be Emily and yes, but then we've still got to go to elimination. We've still got to know for sure is it actually her decision. And guess what? It's not her decision. It's not her decision. It's not Theo's decision. It's not any of them because they stalemated again. And TJ has saved his only real twist of the season at all. Minor ones at that for last. And I love it. Great, great, great job production. They didn't do anything silly all season. They didn't change up anything crazy all season. They handled the one pregnancy issue uh, with... uh, delight miracle wonder that it is shout out to amber and chauncey you're going to be the best parents we love you dearly uh didn't mean to call that an issue but the the from a standpoint of producing the show where they've kind of not known what to do in the past when that happened they handled that in a more smart way this season and kind of got lucky there was a you know a matchup of one pregnant one dq for medical reasons and boom now we got a new partners but They've done everything well. They have listened to me and everyone out there. It's like just simple, straightforward game. Keep the same rules the whole time. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then even more amazing is there is the little twist that they do at the end and a standing ovation for the fact that it is only in the face of the competitors trying to kind of game the system, play the system, if you will. They're changing it, giving the team that got screwed over a little bit of power. That's the perfect twist. They're like, hey, we said don't do the stalemate thing. It was like, you know, interesting television the first time it happened, and we decided what to do about it. The second time, we didn't change anything. We still let them do. But now you're you're starting to, like, on your own, collectively change the rules of this game. So, no, not going to happen. We're going to change it back on you, and we're going to let these two decide who they want to go against. I think ultimately it would have been the same two teams in there, but um, it does save Sarah from having to say her friend's name. And I just hats off to production for the lack of twists all season and the fact that this is the you know the twist that they're giving us is a well-executed and proper one that I totally stand by. So love, love, love that. Also love. We get a hall brawl. I didn't think it was happen. I said last week, it, I, I really doubted that it would happen, but I also forgot yet again that this isn't actually on CBS. It's just on Paramount+. Plus. It's not airing live on CBS. It is still a slightly different audience. I think if this was airing on CBS, we would not have seen a hall brawl, but again, then they did do one on Challenge USA, so I'm definitely wrong about that too. I don't know why I think that. I just do. But it's the first and maybe ever world ever or maybe only ever world championships first and maybe only ever world championships you've got to do the the elimination everyone knows hall brawl you've got to do it and thankfully they pick a match where everyone was comfortable with it i think it was fair and so it was you know it was a little bit safer and it fit the i've talked many times before every time a hall brawl comes up about some of them are really hard to watch. Some of them are the most amazing moments in the history of the show. That's the what they're going with when they put it in there. It depends on who ends up in there. If they want to do it, if it's a fair match before it either goes like awesome 
amazing stuff like we get this this episode, thankfully, or cringeworthy, how could you do this? This shouldn't be a part of the show on the other side when it's an uneven matchup or someone clearly is like, I, I signed up for everything but this. So we get the hall brawl. Casey and Troy pick Emily and yes, which I think is the right pick. Uh, they're obviously not picking Danny and Tori because Danny is 1,000% going to beat Troy. That means that it's then Tori versus Casey and then a coin flip if they if she wins that coin flip matchup, it's then literally a coin flip to decide who is, who ends up deciding it. Tori and Casey are too good of friends. Um, you know, it's a loss and a stalemate between friends. That's not a, a matchup you go with. Jordan and Kaz, definitely a win for Casey, respectfully to Kaz, but Casey's got slight size, slight strength, and way tons of experience, and just the the there's way more on the line for her with this. So just Casey's going to be Kaz for sure, I think in that. And then Troy is probably going to lose to Jordan. Probably. Um, he could maybe pull it out. I don't know. But I would, I would say, you know, that's a 1-1 as well. Yes and Emily is the only one where I'm like, it's probably a win for Troy, which pans out. And it's probably pretty even for Casey. And it puts kind of all the pressure. There's equal pressure on both Troy and Casey by going this route. But there's a little bit more pressure on Casey and you know, if you're going to bank on anything in the house, it's Casey stepping up in an athletic headbanger. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable making that choice versus the other two that they had. So it's the right choice. And it really, really, really comes down to Casey. Obviously Casey versus Emily, as much as yes, versus Troy is great. Um, yes. Seem to have Troy for a second. As far as who was holding who Troy escapes, was nice. Looked like he may fall. It looked like Troy was going to pull, you know, well, we've seen Nelson and others. Nelson was kind of the most famous one of it of like, you got up first, you got that first step, but you tried to get up so quickly, that little stumble and then fall. Troy does have the stumble, but stays upright, gets to the belt, gets the win, gets his part of the job done, leaving it to Emily versus Casey, which was a hell of a match. And just overall, the whole thing was a hell of a hall brawl. Very exciting. So wonderful that we got such a competitive headbanger. It, you know, it's always a big boon to the season and to an episode when one of these works out so well. This one obviously does. Casey has the power in that first hit. She's got the speed, but gets caught up in that first round doing a little too much wrestling. Not able to unlock quick enough um, to get, which that just allows Emily to drag her onto her side of the 50-yard line a little bit too far enough that Emily can then overcome the slight speed advantage Casey has gets to the belt wins the first one and in that moment going into the round when they do the little Sarah voiceover for Emily more of that conversation from the bathroom I assume that's when that happened um I'm like man they've like they've given us a lot of Emily and yes this whole episode it feels like it feels like Emily's about to go out and then she, Casey, that initial hit, I'm like, ooh, and Casey got a little bit better of a hit. She's ready for this. She can take on the bigger person. And I was like, this is over for Emily. This is a wrap. And the moment Emily hits that bell first, I was like, wait a minute. I was wrong. This is the winner edit. This is the Emily's the new star of the show, and we got to build her up. We got to give you as much of her as possible edit. Fuck, Troy's about to go home. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. They do the coin flip. It lands on the women. It's Emily versus Casey again. I for sure flipped the whole other way of being like, Emily is winning. Casey and Troy are going home. Man, like this is this is a, a big knock off of Casey's. Not really a big knock. I mean, Emily's an Olympic athlete that is bigger, much bigger than Casey. So 
Not wouldn't have been a knock if she lost. It was, certainly wasn't a knock that she lost a round. Wouldn't have been if she lost both rounds. They lost the whole thing. But that does not happen because Casey steps it up. Uh, they win the second round, gets them the win, delivers a bit a big hit the second round. She goes in there full blast. The the Troy, yes, and even the first time between Emily and Casey, all everyone kind of it's not like a hundred percent. I'm putting my body livelihood on the line to run the fuck over you. Casey in the final round is the only one that goes full on. Like I might break my neck here. I don't care. Like I, I don't have the form or whatever, but like I am not letting up 1% when we run into each other. She hits her hard, lays the wood and seems like it's going to be quick and easy. She kind of gets to her side of the 50. She starts to get away, but then Emily grabs that foot and for a moment, I was like, oh, my God, what an epic way to end this. Like, Emily's, she drags her that step or two, and you're like, holy shit. She's going to just drag her a little bit this way. Like, this is over. Casey has no chance of being able to, like, turn around and slow Emily down at all now. Like, this is over. And somehow there's a little stumble. The, the foot's let go. Casey stays upright, gets to the bell first, gets the win. Huge moment for her. And, you know, a huge blow for Emily and yes, obviously, because they go, they lose the game quickly before we get to that. I will, uh, the one other thing I'll say, I do not love how they shot and edited the, the ringing of the bells where they like showed one and then showed the other. And we didn't totally know what had happened. Stick to the side by side. Give us when it's close like that, give us the side by side. Let us see how close it actually was as you have done in the past. And it's worked really well and it's tense and suspenseful and all that. That's what you should do. But Emily takes losing pretty hard. And guess what? She's rarely ever lost at anything athletic in her entire life. She won a, a gold medal or one of the three medals. One of the three best people in the world at the swimming challenge of her choice. In the world. In the world. Olympic medalist. Okay? You don't do a lot of losing on your way to being an Olympic medalist. You're pretty much winning every swim meet you've ever been in. Dozens of, you know, a year, hundreds a year, who the fuck knows, every day in practice, every for your whole life, your whole freaking life. So I'm going to give her some grace in that, yeah, uh, she that cares that much about this and is that not used to losing that, like, yeah, she has a pretty tough time there for a minute, uh, but gets herself composed pretty quickly, like is able to get up off the ground, go stand with TJ, take it on the chin like a true champion, and uh, Emily and Yes are out of the game. Awesome athlete, great for the challenge, as painful it is for her, and as much as seeing yes in the world championship final, it would have just been so cool to be like, yes, of all people, yes, like, is in the world championship final, we get a true, true, true OG, like, that would have been awesome, but the right team lost, this is only going to build up Emily's narrative and character arc for if she's on future seasons even more. And the right kind of four teams as far as giving us a super competitive final are there in the end. My dark horse candidates are gone. Troy and Casey, my favorites, are still there. And now we head to the final. And as for this podcast, we head to the awards. For the awards this episode, start with best quote. There wasn't the most quotes in here, but the two I will put up for nominee come 
right near the very, very end of the episode when Troy and Casey go back up on the dais after they win. Troy gives Danny the little hug, but then is says, quote, I nearly picked you, Danny. I nearly gotcha. I was thinking about it, and I just loved that little interaction between the two of them. My two favorites seem to like each other and be good friends. I love, love, love seeing that, and it was just like a funny thing for Troy to say. The other one I will say is then Danny, um, not in response to that, but in the final confessional of the episode, he and Tori, quote, yeah, this final is stacked with Tori's number ones, so it's going to be a battle, end quote. I'll give that the quote of the week uh, because it does sum up somehow, some way, after all their turmoil, Danny was not able to succeed in getting rid of either Jordan or Casey to make Tori actually focus on he and her winning and instead have her two best buddies that she's definitely not going to want to sabotage or do anything against. And maybe that comes back to haunt them. Maybe not. We'll, we'll see. But uh, Danny gets the quote of the week as for the best moment. Nominee number one, Danny's pep talk to Sarah. Talked about that one. Nominee number two, we did not talk about this, but Theo is in the room when Jordan explains to Tori the first time, and I guess he's kind of explaining to Theo as well, that, uh, hey, you know, this is the deal I had made. This is why the challenge went down the way that it went down. And Theo's kind of, you know, they leave the room, and Theo sits there and says to himself, quote, all right, I'm going to have a jacuzzi. I've earned it. Kind of earned it anyway. Half earned it. Nah, I've earned it. And then they cut to Theo by himself in the jacuzzi, just looking bored, looking like normally when I'm in a jacuzzi, there's a little more, there's more people. There's more action going on. I'm just kind of sitting here by myself. They're playing like, the elevator music over top of it. It's a really funny uh, moment from him and from the producers and well edited. Third nominee, Emily and Sarah's bathroom talk slash cry. Fourth nominee, Casey winning, hitting that bell, winning the round three for her and Troy. I'm going to give the moment of the episode to Theo. Really enjoyed that little moment. As for the episode MVP, Theo comes in fifth. Kaz Jordan in fourth. Casey Troy tied for third. Sarah second. We're going to give the MVP of the episode to Emily. It's definitely an Emily-focused episode all the way up until the final little loss there at the end. And to be fair, as always, the difficult part about the hall brawls and really any of the headbangers and lots of the, uh, you know, lots of eliminations where it's the men play the women play if it's a tie one of we flip a coin for one of you to play again is emily joins a long line of folks who technically went one and one you know she beat casey once she lost to casey once but the one that mattered the matter the most is the one that she lost and so that's the reason they're going home you know it makes you think back to Zach's big win over cj way back on battle of the seasons the first kind of epic hall brawl uh, we ever had where like CJ beat Zach, but then they had to go again and CJ beat Zach around and then Zach came back and whooped him. And overall CJ won more rounds versus Zach than Zach won versus him. But the ones that counted the most at the very end, he lost. And so, you know, she joins some, uh, some company in having that feeling of like, I didn't actually lose in like, I wish I could have had that third round, but She's the MVP of the episode. Lots of people do a lot of good things I mean, in this episode. So it was a pretty stacked ballot. She's the MVP, rides off into the sunset, at least with that, but also joins another list, the list you don't want to be on, of folks who have gone home right before the final. 
Now for our predictions and our power rankings, which our power ranking will just kind of fold into our predictions for the finals. Quickly, we will look back now at our original preseason picks. We officially got six out of ten of our finalists right. Uh, if you count the fact we had Troy and Casey both there with their original partners. Now they're there together. But then Sarah, Theo, Kaz, Jordan, we got right. We, of course, we said Zara and Wes would win. They've been gone for a long, long time now. But maybe Kaz and Jordan will get third. Sarah and Theo will get second. And we'll nail those two. That would be pretty cool. We then later made new predictions, which we said Kiki and Durrell, Kaz and Jordan would go home pre-final, half right. We said Troy and Casey would win the final still to be determined last week we said jordan would somehow do tory dirty which i'm gonna count uh this uh you know i I know they had got on the same page and agreed in the end but uh i'm just gonna give myself that one because the other ones i got wrong i said danny and tory would end up in the elimination and i said that a hall brawl was too mean to do right before the final and that they would go with either balls in or not so fast so i was wrong on both accounts there as for next week's final TJ and the conductor outfit is fire. Uh, if you watched the next week on Fear Express, they got a train. TJ's a conductor. He says they're going to be riding the Fear Express the whole time. That seems interesting. I kind of like the visual of it, but then also everything else we see, like they're not actually going to be on that train almost at all. So maybe they'll get to do one cool stunt-like thing on top of the train or something. It definitely seems like they're going to be on top of that train, not inside that train, right? But then the rest of it's not going to take place there, and it looked pretty... You know, biking, running, drinking liquids, Jordan being frustrated with Kaz seemed pretty uh, standard final fare. We do see Kaz and Danny getting IVs, but it looks, and I'm fingers crossed here, like War of the World style, like we're uh, going to allow you to get some IVs to refuel you during this, not like they're in an ambulance and going to be DQ'd from this game style. Fingers crossed. It's that, please. I don't want Danny or Kaz to be in the type of shape that they need that and are ambulanced away. Certainly. I don't want that for anyone. Definitely not two people who I really, really like. Um, And it would just be horrible and really anticlimactic for the show. So please let that be the war of the world style here. If you would like to refuel on some fluids, here's your chance um, or earned somehow, whatever, not ambulance style. That would suck. Really, really, really suck. Um, We could use a final without any injuries or things of that sort that we haven't had one in a minute now. That would be great. If everyone finished, everyone did a good job. Predictions slash power rankings, because basically these predictions are who, how, if you, 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 yeah, you get it. I think Sarah and Theo are going to get eliminated first. If there is some sort of either cutoff where someone goes or like an actual elimination within the final, I think Sarah and Theo are going to go out first. I just think they've, I know Theo is a runner. Sarah is an endurance runner. They should have that. But from a math standpoint and puzzle standpoint, I think they're going to be a little slower than the rest of them. And they don't, they've worked well together the whole year, season, but they don't like fully vibe. You could tell, like, I don't think they're going to be the best friends after the show. I don't know. I think they're going to get last of the four. I think Danny and Tori also won't win because he's right. She's more worried about one of the other two winning than she is them. Like, they're good at everything, Danny and Tori, but they're not. There's nothing that stands out as they're so great at this one thing that they're going to have this advantage and that's going to be the leg where they get like a big time boost, a big, you know, lead, anything like that. They're just good at everything, which is a great place to be. But I don't know that I see the area where they're going to get a lead, stay in front, win this thing. So I don't I think between that and the fact that Tori, if there's like sabotage is involved, 
I feel like Tori's going to straight up be like, Danny, we're not getting on anyone. We're putting it on ourselves. I'm not doing that to Casey and Jordan. I'm just not or whatever. And it's just going to be a huge fight. And I just, I don't think they can win if they're not on the same page like that. I certainly would love to see Danny win. That would be amazing. So I'm kind of rooting against this prediction, but that's what I think. And then we get Troy and Casey in, in uh, Jordan and Cass. I've been saying no one would beat Troy and Casey for weeks now. I was saying they were going to walk to this. I put them in their own tier in the power rankings last week. But, but there was something about this episode and the last episode and the way it's been edited. I don't normally like to get too heavy into the editing, like on a full season basis, episode to episode. Like you can, you know, I always say like you can tell right away who's either going to win or go home, given who gets the kind of spotlight those first few minutes in the house and the episode. But the way they've really done a lot with this Jordan and Kaz story and their partnership and, you know, really showing us a lot of that in the last few episodes combined with looking back at the confessionals, you could say it's just the way Casey is, you know, not a lot of confessionals usually for her, but Troy was kind of the same way. There's a lot of episodes where it's zero, one or two confessionals all the way through for both of them where I'm like, if they're going to win again, like if Troy's going to win, I feel like you would have given us more Troy. And so I'm kind of a little bit convinced Jordan and Kaz are going to win. I think Casey and Troy are the best team and should win. And I, I don't, I'm torn whether to stick with my pick. My, it wasn't my original pick obviously, but they weren't a team originally. So it's, you know, it's fair to stick with Casey and Troy or to be convinced by what we've seen and be like, you know, Jordan, Jordan kind of needs this too. He's lost that shine a little bit. Um, either way, if either of these two team wins, I think it does a lot for challenge legacy talk because it does vault Jordan back into like, okay, he got a win again. It was looking a little rough the last couple seasons. He got back to a win, you know, back-to-back finals, the whole thing. He's back in the standing he had before. Casey, on the other hand, becomes a multi-time champion, uh, inc- just incredible success rate across her seasons of this show. Still, you know, basically have never been beaten in this show. Um, more or less, uh, I guess I mean, she lost last season, but I, I honestly don't count it because of her partner, uh, which, you know, those count, those certainly count. But again, I think it would go a long way in being like, Casey's that good at this. Like she's, She's right up there with the best females to ever do it from a a competitive who do you think can win this thing as a sport standpoint. So a lot online for both. I'm picking Troy and Casey because I really, really, really want Troy to win. I really, really, really want Troy to win. I want Troy or Danny to win. I really want Troy or Danny to win. I've got a 50-50 shot at one of my two guys coming home with this victory. But uh, across the board, I'd be excited if Theo and Sarah won because uh, I think it would continue to build up the character of Sarah within the challenge as well as Theo is the only one in this final who's never won before. And that would be really nice. I've always loved him. It would be really great to see him get a first win. If Jordan Kaz win, I love Kaz. I've always liked Jordan and I would love to you know see Jordan kind of vault back to that that level, top, top, top level of competitors in all those arguments again. So I'm going to probably be happy anyway, but... If I had to pick, uh, it would be, you know, I would feel like Sarah picking between, oh no, I don't feel like Sarah picking between Danny and Emily because that should have been a clear cut decision for her. Um, But I don't know. Maybe it's Tori picking between Casey and Jordan, me having to pick between Danny and Troy, who I'm rooting for the most. Maybe they can tie. 
maybe they can swap and it can be a male partners and female partners and Troy and Danny can win together. How about that? How about that? That would be great. I'm not predicting that because that's not going to happen. But I think Troy and Casey win. I would not be shocked if it's actually Jordan and Kaz, though. Either way, we'll find out next week. At the conclusion of the World Championships, our first ever World Champions crown, maybe, possibly, if depending if they actually ever do this again, the only World Champions ever crowned. It very well could be. So there's a lot on the line next week. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to cover it with you all. We will be back next week for that. Again, this weekend, if you want more World Championships, I'll be on Challenge Fandom Podcast with that crew uh, sometime that comes out sometime this weekend. I'll be covering Survivor with Paige over on Most Likely 2 sometime this weekend. I've got USA 2 cast reactions up. You can catch those. And uh, then we'll be back next week for World Championship Finale. Can't wait. Until then, hit that follow, hit that subscribe, DM me on Instagram at Challenge Historian if you want to talk world championships, anything challenge-related, podcast-related, what have you. Hit me up there. Great being with you. Until we talk again, peace.